This audio recording is not a substitute for medical or psychiatric advice. You can improve the effectiveness of this program through regular practice. Before you start, please be sure you are not driving or operating machinery. Make sure you're comfortable and warm and that you are free from outside disturbance. When you're ready, let's begin. Diversion. My name is MC Merge. Welcome to an extremely high-speed or possibly occasionally congested show entitled Motorway. <laughs> yes, that's it. It's called Motorway. Can you guess what the theme is, dear listener? Motorways. <laughs> what one does on a motorway. Yes. This was largely MC Merge's idea. Perhaps you could explain what led you to be enthralled at the prospect of a show about motorways. Well, they're so boring, aren't they? <laughs> they are. The straight lines going off into the distance. <laughs> As a small child staring at the back of the seat, feeling queasy. Mm-hmm. Endless green verges whizzing by in a blur, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, saying things like, are we there yet? <laughs> and hearing the reply, no! Well, hopefully the hopefully show won't evoke that sensation, dear listener. No, exactly. It's speed. It's the future. It, it is. It's all concrete overpasses and whizzing to one's destination with an incredible um, accuracy and straight lines, like an arrow. Mm. It's thrilling stuff. Who doesn't enjoy a motorway? Plus, there's an opportunity, if you're on a motorway, to veer off into a service station and then get into an arcade and play a driving game. <laughs> Yeah, probably have a pasty as well. In between all of the driving simulation games, dear listen, we do have MC Merge and his unnecessary news. That's right. Prohibited vehicles? Motorways must not be used by pedestrians. Holders of provisional motorcycle or car licenses, riders of motorcycles under 50cc, cyclists, horse riders, certain slow-moving vehicles, and those carrying oversized loads, agricultural vehicles, and powered wheelchairs slash powered mobility scooters. <laughs> So if you are any of those, turn back! (laughs) We're going to start by uh, harking back to the dawn of the motorway age. The golden age! The golden age, when things were altogether much brighter and uh, you could indeed (laughs) high speed down most of Britain's motorways. This is the original piece of what they called back then production music, but what we're more familiar now with is library music. And this is a piece of production music by Kenneth Olwyn, and he's conducting here the Queen's Light Orchestra with his own tune called simply motorway. Thank you. 
completely aware at every level of your mind. You can accept or reject anything that is given to you. You are in complete control. See and hear your mind. Repeat and echo these words. Motorway by Jumping Jewels there from uh, the album The Guitar Sound from Holland Volume 5. Yes. Yes, guitar sounds from Holland Volume (laughs) 5. I never knew there were so many guitar sounds from Holland. Apparently there are four other volumes of this twangtastic stuff. Before that, the Queen's Hall Light Orchestra conducted by Kenneth Olwyn with his track Motorway. It's a theme. It is a theme. happening? We were trying to adhere to an even stricter rule this week, which we started out doing quite well there, which is both tracks have the single word motorway as a title. Yeah, there are an amazing number (laughs) of tracks simply called motorway (laughs) available. Who knew? Oh. I thought it would be all freeway and highway Mm. and dominated as these things normally are by the Americas. They are, rather. But no. Oh. So, yes, we managed to do reasonably well in this week's show, but we've got a few others that have got a couple of other words in amongst them. You're listening to Project Moonbase, a weekly show you can get from the website, projectmoonbase.com. There are many ways in which you can get in touch with us up here on the moon. It don't cost anything at all. Like us on facebook.com slash projectmoonbase, and you can tweet in our general direction, twitter.com slash projectmoonbase. We will communicate with you listeners almost as if we are real people with feelings and everything. Mm. If you prod us, we'll turn over. I may growl. (laughs) 
DJ Diversion <laughs> may reply. I will reply as well sometimes, but it's hard for me with my paws. Yes. We may even slip the odd emoji in. That's right. There are lots of them, aren't there? <laughs> But they're all very small. It's like a beer with a spanner in it. (laughs) And then there's like a a flashlight with a dog's face. I don't know what any of these mean. No. No. Listeners, if you want to help the show, if you feel this moves you somehow and you wish to help the show, you can do so free of charge by simply speaking to somebody that you know and telling them about Project Moonbase, (laughs) about the important work that we do here. Just tell a friend, listeners. You don't need to do anything else. Put your arm around them if you want. (laughs) No wrong touching. We're not supporting We are that. also looking for cultural ambassadors. We recently appointed our first international ambassador to the moon from Canada. That's right. The furthest flung, the better, really, because we need to reach out there across the world. Yeah. If you come from some far-flung part of the world, please get in touch. And we may award a similar designation to you, dear listener. Yeah. There is a process involved. <laughs> there is. Grumblings from the orb. Oh, yeah, we don't just hand them out. Yeah. We've got to do a, a lot of pointing at atlases and bowing in order to get the whole process going. <laughs> Anyway, you don't need to worry yourself with our uh, grovelling to the orb, <laughs> listeners. We do it for you. <laughs> now it's time for a rare foray into the world of pop music. <laughs> this is a very well-known trio, Saint Etienne, from their 2008 album, London Conversations. This isn't called Motorway, but it's like a motorway.
Oh, terrific. St. Antian there with Like a Motorway. Pete Wiggs, Sarah Cracknell and Bob Stanley, who is also involved in Croydon Municipal. Mm. In fact, he might be the whole of Croydon Municipal. I think he might be, yeah. Which is interesting because we got tweeted recently, Music for Swinging Ghosts, an album that Croydon Municipal have come out with. Who doesn't want to be involved with the Swinging Ghosts? This may mean <laughs> we need to um, do something for Halloween. We might do, yes. It's been a while since we did a seasonal show. See if we can get any other ghosts involved. <laughs> yes. We should be returning with, I'm delighted to say, a track called Motorway for <laughs> shortly, dear listener. Hurrah! <laughs> But first of all, it's time for us to pull into the service station of Unnecessary News. Fox News anchor Harris Faulkner, which is a lady, files suit over toy hamster that shares her name. <laughs> A Fox News anchor, that's what right-wing Americans call newscasters, isn't it? An anchor. Yes. A Fox News anchor has filed a lawsuit against Hasbro, claiming Mm. that a toy hamster produced by the company wrongfully appropriates her name and, quotes, distinctive persona. (laughs) (laughs) So this this hamster has stolen her persona. (laughs) It's going to steal my soul. Harris Faulkner, the anchor, filed the lawsuit earlier this week in the United States District Court in New Jersey. At issue is Harris Faulkner, the toy hamster, which is part of Hasbro's littlest pet shop family of products. According to the court documents, the littlest pet shop toys also feature characters such as Basil Featherstone, a peacock, and Fletcher Von Trunk, an elephant. Hasbro's manufacture, sale and distribution of the Harris Faulkner hamster doll is extremely concerning and distressing to Faulkner, the court document states. In addition to its prominent and unauthorised use of Faulkner's name, elements of the Harris Faulkner hamster doll also bear a physical resemblance to Faulkner, the anchor's traditional professional appearance. In particular, tone of its complexion, it says. I'm sure that should be, in particular, the tone of its complexion. But anyway, shape of its eyes and the design of its eye makeup. (laughs) This hamster has stolen my personality and my own makeup. I can see why she is furious. The suit also notes that Faulkner was extremely distressed, this is the anchor, to have her name attached to a potential choking hazard for young children and states that the product harms the anchor's journalistic credibility. Yes, I can see how if their child is choking on a plastic hamster, they may call into question the journalistic credibility of somebody on the telly. Oh, yes, absolutely. That makes complete sense. Further, Hasbro's portrayal of Faulkner as a rodent is demeaning (laughs) and insulting. The Littlest Pet Shop product identified and all the products in the Littlest Pet Shop line meet and exceed all safety standards, a Hasbro spokeswoman said. Which is boring. Harris appears on Fox Report Weekend as well as the programme Outnumbered. In the court documents, she is described as a uniquely named, acclaimed veteran journalist and author who has worked for decades to establish and maintain her personal brand and laudable professional reputation. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Hasbro knows where the money is. And kids love a rodent version of a newscaster. Mm, They do, yeah. That's really what they're crying out for. I used to have a Reginald Bozen K plush. Did you? (laughs) (laughs) That is such an old fashioned. Even I don't. That, know what that means. That'll sort the wheat from the chaff, that reference. It will. Can we start a campaign to get Harris Faulkner the Hamster its own show on Faulkner? <laughs> <laughs> 
that's what she's worried about, isn't it? Being replaced. This thing is almost identical to me, despite my laudable reputation. Uh, maybe she just wants a cut of that sweet, sweet toy rodent money. I will go to hell, one in seven Scots. Fear. Uh, it's time for some Scottish statistics. One oh, and time for your Scottish accent. No, that's it, that's it. I, I'll put it away. Or will I? One in seven Scots. I believe that they deserve eternal damnation, more than any other group in the UK. Just one in ten Britons believes that if hell existed, they would end up there. But Scots seem to have a far dimmer view of their own virtue. A YouGov poll shows that a staggering 14% of Scots believe they deserve to burn in the fiery pits of hell. The survey also showed that Scots are less afraid of death than the rest of Britain. So I like the fact they're like, we're going to hell, but we're not bothered. The survey also shows that Scots are less afraid of death than the rest of Britain and that they are less likely to believe in the afterlife. When Scots were asked, if there were a heaven and a hell, which would you end up in? 48% claimed they would go to paradise, in line with the national average. But a staggering 14% said they would be sent to hell, 4% more than the figure for Great Britain as a whole. Meanwhile, when asked, how much does death scare you? 28% of Scots claimed, not at all. 3% higher than the national average. And just 16% of the population said death scared them a lot. How many of them said they welcomed it? That's the question I'd have been asking. Asked whether they believed in the afterlife, 30% said they definitely did not, significantly more than the national average of 24%. Freddie Sayers, YouGov editor-in-chief, said taking British adults as a whole, one in 10 believe that if there is an afterlife, they are headed for hell. This figure is slightly higher among Scottish people at 14%, despite them being less afraid of death and less likely to believe in the afterlife than the rest of the population. Taken together, you could point to a certain cheerful resilience in this mindset, a kind of black humour. One thing to remember is that uh, only a minority of people, 36%, believe in an afterlife at all. So this is really a measure of how people rate their own virtue. And 40% of Brits said that if they died today, they would die happy. I just don't believe any of this. 27% of Scots also said that they would live forever if they could choose to. Of the group surveyed, Londoners seemed to have the highest estimation of their moral worth, with 52% believing they would go to heaven. Draw your own conclusions. And finally, would you use this dating site? It's an app aimed at bacon lovers. Very good. Most people seem to really like bacon. The internet loves it. Internet dating is also popular. So some genius has decided to merge the two into a bacon-themed dating app. Because the main issue with Tinder is obviously the lack of bacon. Brilliant. Oscar Mayer, a processed meat company, has released the app called Sizzle, which inevitably is spelt S-I-Z-Z-L. I'm surprised it's not called Sizzler. Well, Sizzler is the name of a well-known company in America, so they might get confused. But yeah, I'm surprised it isn't just S-Z-Z-L. <laughs> As we all know, we've established before the internet hates vowels. It does. So people who struggle to make conversation can exchange a few words about their love of bacon. Then presumably they will fall madly in love because bacon. The app Sizzle is the only dating app exclusively for bacon lovers because why should you settle for someone who does not love bacon, says the uh, convincing description. <laughs> What a relief for all those who have accidentally found someone who prefers black pudding or porridge, 
or, heaven forbid, cereal for breakfast. <laughs> now you know that everyone you hold down on the sizzler meter is both a lover of bacon and weird enough to download this app. It pairs people on the important criteria, for example, of how they like their bacon cooked. Yes. Instead of swiping left or right as you do on Tinder, you press and hold on the screen and the sizzle meter will rise higher the longer you press down. If two people sizzle each other at a similar level, they will become matched. <laughs> Heartbreakingly for Android users, this innovation is only currently available on the iPhone. Oh dear. Do you think Kevin Bacon will get a free lifetime membership? There's any justice. <laughs> As somebody uh, pointed out, they could have called it Rinder. <laughs> that might have been cleverer. <laughs> oh dear. Thanks, Internet. You have been used. Lincolnshire Curly Coated. Thank you, Mrs. Callium. Thank you, sir. For that greasy selection of news stories, there'll be more on next week's show. If you thought joining a motorway was a bit of a gamble... You're wrong. All it takes is an early look back for a clear, safe space to slip into.
Sound of the wonderfully named Darren Heyman and the Secondary Modern. <laughs> the lovely little tune about motorways there from apparently the first of his Essex trilogy. That was from a 2011 album called Pramtown. A track called Our Favourite Motorway. Darren Heyman's actually recorded an album on uh, Francis Castle's Claypipe Records. We've mentioned them recently. He recorded an album called Lido, which was uh, built around a whole load of field recordings of uh, various... Is it Lido or Lido? Lido's around London. Let's have a heated debate. <laughs> 
<laughs> I would say Lido. I don't know Lido, why. Lido, yes. Yeah. But uh, yes, yeah, so that, that was lovely. I think we need to do a bit more investigating into the world of uh, Mr. Heyman, actually. That's rather lovely sounds. Yeah. And before that, the sound of a haunted motorway <laughs> from uh, Cloud Waste and the Calf. We have we have actually played uh, that track before, dear listener, many years ago. Once before. Once before. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that comes from his EP, which you can get on Bandcamp, called uh, Rare Sounds Around Britain, Volume 1. Lovely stuff. And some beautifully brutal cover art for that uh, that EP (laughs) as well. Listeners, if you enjoy the show and you think to yourself, how can I help? And you don't have any friends, we mentioned before. You could mention us to your friends and co-workers and when you go to the butcher. But if you don't uh, wish to speak to other human beings and you have become a hermit and only interact with the world through the internet, then use our Amazon affiliate link. If you go to projectmimbus.com, on top right-hand corner, you will see an Amazon affiliate link. Leap through there and purchase whatever it is you need from Amazon. For example, you could get yourself a nice... um, medium high visibility motorway orange jacket <laughs> high vis and bestride what is it the hard shoulder bestride the hard shoulder or the central reservation perhaps or the central reservation i don't uh, suggest you do that but if you were to do it this would be the ideal jacket to do it in wouldn't it it would yes you might also enjoy the 2016 the future the 2016 aa road atlas of britain roads from the future how do they do it I know. how do they know what the roads are going to be like next year amazingly enough the aa actually employs quite a lot of people with crystal balls <laughs> for this you would think it's all men in high-vis jackets with uh, wrenches driving around in vans but mm. there's quite a lot of romany ladies <laughs> with headscarves <laughs> gazing into crystal balls in uh, aa's head office But, listen, if you are driving in the motorway, even now, listening to this, wouldn't that be wonderful? Mm. First of all, if you are, please tweet us and let us know. Yes. Pull over to the side before you do that, though, do you? Yes, yes, of course. I mean, you could tell us when you get home. There's no rush. (laughs) But if you are, you probably wish you had some Simpkins mixed fruit travel sweets, (laughs) which are available, in fact, on Amazon as well. Ah. Strawberry and cream. Wow. Or mixed fruit drops. Mm. Goodness me. So many tins. They're in a delightful tin. Oh, yes, I've seen those. They're lovely, aren't they? Yes. Your travel suite must Mm. be in a tin, mustn't it? Oh, yes. So, so you can kind of um, manipulate it while driving with one hand. Mm. But I like the fact they do eliminate choice from the tin. <laughs> so you're not kind of trying to um, differentiate between a variety of different shaped objects while mounting the central reservation. I've made that mistake before of going to a, a sweetie shop and buying a mixed bag of boiled sweets. It's a rookie mistake. It is. It's a terrible mistake to make. We're going to pump things up for you now, dear listener, with a tune with a slightly odd title of uh, Marmite Motorway. <laughs> I think it's the only tune on this week's show that makes reference to a savoury food product. Well, one of the most divisive savoury <laughs> food products. Oh, yes. It may well be because it is a somewhat divisive track. This, I think, will be the first time we've ever played anything resembling dubstep. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> it's a sort of chip dubstep, though, so we're, we're on relatively safe ground, I think. No need to dance, <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. This comes from a label called Calypso Muzak and volume three of their All Stars series of EPs. This is a DJ called Leveller, and as I say, it's a tune of his called Marmite Motorway.
stuff i apologize for that listeners i know you may well you may not still be listening but if you are thank you well it had some chip tune sounds in didn't it that, that was the primary reason it was allowed in really i thought that hearing this you might want to get the automaton out again <laughs> after last week's near mutiny <laughs> over a certain track which you thought you would improve yes. with the addition of how many layers of automaton? Uh, three. Three. Bass, middle and and uh, treble. Yeah, three automatons. Mm. That nearly caused a riot. It nearly caused a head injury for one of our listeners as well. Yeah, sorry about that. We accept no responsibility. <laughs> Please don't sue us. <laughs> Please. Are you suggesting that I could enhance that with some automaton? No. I'm surprised you didn't think <laughs> you could, but uh, I'm saying please don't. Ah, okay. <laughs> if you don't mind. I mean, look, there was about there was at least 45 minutes of just barking and running around in circles on my part because of the automaton last week, so, you know. 
we will be returning with another track which is called The Motorway very shortly, <laughs> listener. First of all, it's time for this week's... Thing of the Week! Dear listener, have you ever wanted to dress up as a traffic cone? <laughs> well, now you can. It's amazing thing you discover when you're putting one of these shows together. Mm. Yeah, yes, if you want to dress up as a full adult-sized traffic cone... <laughs> and why wouldn't you? And why wouldn't you? You can go to Amazon and buy one of these extraordinary things. Not quite sure how easy it is to move around one of these things on top of you, but um, it's probably an impressive looking thing, I have to say. It is, yeah. I mean, everybody loves traffic cones, don't they? And so it follows on logically that you would want to uh, look like one so that you can enjoy the inevitable approbation of motorists as they see you. I hope it's resilient, don't you, in case you get a kicking. It doesn't mention resilience. It mentions lots of other things, like the foam bodysuit having armholes and a large base, but it doesn't seem to uh, actually go on about the resilience. But yes, I would hope so. I would hope so. And it also says finishing the look is an orange headpiece with a hole in the middle for your face. I know this might seem a little bit maudlin, but I remember once I was wandering down the street and there was, I was in front of a funeral director and I saw a man dressed in black with a top hat take out some black cones with ribbons and put them in front of the funeral director thing to, to, to presumably to save the space for his hearse. Ceremonial traffic cones. Black traffic cones. I like it. I wonder if there's other types of traffic cone out there, dear listener. Maybe if you know of another type of traffic cone, we'd like to see a picture of it. Well, there's that yellow one, isn't there? There's the yellow one, yes. And that just about wraps it up for this week's... Thing of the Week! Hard shoulder. You must not use the hard shoulder for overtaking. In areas where an active traffic management ATM scheme is in force, the hard shoulder may be used as a running lane. You will know when you can use this because a speed limit sign will be shown above all open lanes, including the hard shoulder. A red cross or blank sign above the hard shoulder means that you must not drive on the hard shoulder except in an emergency or breakdown. Emergency refuge areas have also been built into these areas for use in cases of emergency or breakdown.
quite extraordinary sounds there of the fake 80s or possibly the real 80s. It's um, another new discovery for us at the moon base. We always like it uh, when we've got a new act to uh, investigate. That was Spanish musician DX5 Jose Maria Barra from an EP which has just come out. It's this year's release, Long Play 3. It's called an album, I assume, actually. A track called The Motorway. And uh, apparently he's got a bit of a name for himself on YouTube doing, I think, primarily versions of uh, Depeche Mode songs, but he's had like tens of thousands of uh, views of his various videos on YouTube where he plays lots of lovely old synths. I think we need to, again, hear more from Mr. DX5. Yeah, that was a, what can I say, thrusting, Mm. wasn't it? If you enjoy the show, you can listen to us on Mixcloud. You can also find us on Stitcher, and we are on, of course, the mighty iTunes, where we would very much appreciate if you would rate us, five stars, please, and give us a nice review, glowing, obviously. Mm. That helps others find their way to this and be healed by it. Now, another new discovery for us here at the show is a a great bit of uh, analogue noodling on this track as well. This is apparently the grandfathers of Finnish indie pop. (laughs) A bit of a niche there for you. This is a band I've not heard of before called Cessna, and this is from an album of theirs that was released in 2000 called The Loves, Longings and Regrets of Cessna. And this is a track of theirs called East Arigolo Motorway. We'll be right back. 
the delightful sound of Cessna there. That's a bit of a discovery, yes, isn't it? Yes, yes, a delightful discovery. East Rigolo Motorway there from Cessna. Slightly stereo lab adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, yes. Nothing wrong with that, of course. No. And that's possibly why they won us over. <laughs> I have been a DJ diversion. I hope you've been able to judge the speed correctly on this week's edition of the show, dear listener. I have been MC Merge, and I hope you've made sure that the lane you will be joining is sufficiently clear ahead and behind. You may wish to pull over into the hard shoulder <laughs> for this particular track. There's a reason it's at the end of our show on motorways, because it is somewhat soporific. It is. Delightfully so. I was going to say it's probably the most inappropriately named tune we've ever played on the show. It's a Mm -hmm. tune called Motorway Fever. You will hear that it is not at all feverish. It's not. This is by Dutch-born guitarist called Maria Linnemann. She is actually now living in Germany, but um, she grew up in England. And for me, this evoked the sort of music for schools and colleges, interval music they used to get. Mm. It's got something of that slightly wistful, waiting for something to happen. Waiting for education. <laughs> yes. A moment of reflection or recuperation before some more education. <laughs> Until next week, dear listener, don't, don't drive, drive while drowsy. drowsy. your being. Six. Feeling the circulation returning to your extremities. Seven. Coming to your full potential. Eight. Almost awake now. Nine. And ten. Open your eyes. Wide awake. Wide awake and feeling great. Now take this feeling with you as you go about your day. Thank you.